Today's reading is from Acts chapter 2, verse 1 to 21. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as of fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues, and the Spirit gave them utterance. Now, they, now there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And at this sound the multitude came together, and they were bewildered, because each one was hearing them speak in his own language. And they were amazed and astonished, saying, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each one of us in his own native language? Parthians and Medes and Elamites and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabians. We hear them telling in our own tongues the mighty works of God. And all were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? But others mocking said, they are filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, lifted up his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and give ear to my words. For these people are not drunk, as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was uttered through the prophet Joel. And in the last days it shall be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even on my male servants and female servants, in those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in the heavens above, and signs on the earth below. Blood and fire and vapor of smoke, the sun shall be turned to darkness, and the moon to blood. Before the day of the Lord comes, the great and magnificent day. And it shall come to pass that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you, Rachel. And you know now why we always have someone else read passages of Scripture before I preach. That way I don't have to deal with those names, <laughs> those countries. We've been in a series about our encounters with the resurrected Christ. And here we now are at this place where Christ has ascended into heaven. We see that happen in Acts chapter 1. He goes to be with the Father. And then the, the disciples are waiting. They're in a waiting pattern. And then the Holy Spirit comes upon them. 
Now, they've had the Holy Spirit breathed upon them already. If you remember a couple of weeks ago, we talked about how Jesus comes through a locked door. He dissipates their fear and their doubt by being present with them, giving them hope and assurance, but also giving them a purpose by breathing the Holy Spirit on them, empowering them to go out and do the work that the Father had given Jesus to do, which is proclamation of the kingdom and bringing people into that kingdom. Now, as I have been studying this particular passage and preparing for the day of Pentecost today, one song keeps going through my mind. And it's a song of hope that was sung out through all sorts of uh, people about 40 years ago now. It was a song that broke forth from a, a great band, a band that I necessarily wouldn't say emulate all of their life, but the Beatles. There's a song called revolution number one it says and you say you want a revolution you know we all want to change the world and the reason why it was going through my head because as we read this passage as we see this story unfolding as we think to ourselves wait a minute a mighty rushing wind what seemed like fire on top of their heads how great it would be to be a cgi or a practical effects artist to make this film that it would be overwhelming that these men are waiting that at some point, they were fearful about what could happen, yet they're resting that Jesus was true. They see him go up, giving them a commission to go out, and they're waiting to receive. And then it begins to happen on this 50th day past Passover. That's why it's called Pentecost. It's 50 days past Passover. And in that moment there seems to be something brand new. There seems to be a revolution that is taking place. There seems to be an initiation of a new age that is happening. And for sure, we can see that is the case. We know that it's something unique or different because all those who are around, all those who had traveled into Jerusalem because of this day of feast, this, this feast of booths, this, this celebration that was normal for them to be about on this 50th day, something is different because it says they're bewildered, they're astonished. When they see what's happening, they rush to the place that the disciples are proclaiming something that seems totally new. And so when we read this, we can say, yes, this is an initiation. This is the beginning of something. Some even say that it's the start of the church. And in some ways it is. That is partly true. That it is a gathering of people together in a new way, in an exciting way, in a way that seems different than the way God has done it before. But, but I would say it's also a continuation. It's not just an initiation. It's not just a, a revolution. It's a continuation of the way God has continued to move. That he spoke about this coming in Joel. That's the reason why Peter, in his introduction to a sermon that we're going to look at next week, gives what is actually taking place. That this is something God has known all along would be taking place and in fact had been moving in this direction always, pointing to it over and over again. 
One of the unique things to me in this continuation is that those that were present, whether they be Jew by heritage or whether they have become Jews because they have believed in the one true God and were following after the Jewish religion, they would understand and see a similarity of when the law was given. So listen again to Acts chapter 2. Now when the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place, and suddenly there came from heaven the sound of a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting, and it divided tongues as a fire appearing on them and resting on them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues, and there was and utterances and then all the jews that were in jerusalem devout men and women from every nation came and rushed to see the sound of the multitude came together in exodus chapter 19 when moses is receiving the law from god we see the beginning in chapter 19, verse 16, it says, On the morning of the third day, thunder and lightning and thick clouds on the mountain and a very loud trumpet blast so that all the people in the camp trembled. Then Moses brought the people out of the camp to meet God and they took their stand at the foot of the mountain. Now Mount Sinai was wrapped in smoke because the Lord had descended on it in fire. See, this is a continuation of God breaking forth and saying, yes, that I am always working to bring myself to you so that you can be made complete in me. That in giving of the law, this amazing thing with smoke and fire and shaking and trembling, that that for the Jewish nation was the way that they were supposed to know God, to respond to God. And here on the day of Pentecost, he comes with trembling and shaking and loud noise and fire so that they can go, oh, God is continuing to do his work. And he is bringing about a place for us to have the law put into our hearts in a new way, in the way that he's always desired it to be. So on this 50th day, the day of Pentecost, we see it as an initiation, a revolution, but we also see a continuation that God didn't stop doing what... So it's not the birth of the church, see? Because the birth of the church happened before the foundation of the world. Because God had his people in mind always and forever before the foundation. But it's not just... An initiation. It's not just a continuation, right? It is also a completion, a, a movement towards completion, a, a reversal, a changing of things to make them what they were supposed to be. In Genesis chapter 11, we have the great story of the Tower of Babel. That here God had been walking with the people and, and they become prideful and turned in on themselves and say, we want to be better than God. We want to be more than God. We want to have control of our own destiny. And God in that knows that he can't allow that to happen. And so he spreads them out and gives them all sorts of different languages. 
But here, 50 days after Passover on Pentecost, he allows all people from every tribe, from every nation, from all those listed and even those that aren't, to hear in their own tongue the mighty works of God so they can know and believe what is taking place. You see, it's a completion by saying, this is broken, I'm going to make it complete. I'm going to allow everyone from all tribes, from all nations, in all people to know who I am completely. That there now is no barrier between you and I. That there is a way for us to connect and be known and loved by Him. And you will hear it in your particularity, in who you are. That I will not hold back. And how beautiful it is then that we see that completion taking place. But it's not just an initiation. It's not just a continuation. It's not just a completion. I've gotten caught up in the hand motions today. It's also an invitation. It's also an invitation. See, in this moment, in the day of Pentecost, when this thing is happening, which I I do hope that, that that when all glory is revealed, we'll be able to sort of like, you know, go back and watch things. Because I think this would be cool to see. Like, it would be really awesome. Like, we'll be too busy looking at the glory of God. I know, I understand that, but you know. In the middle, and right at the end here of this passage that Peter quotes out of the book of Joel, out of the prophet of Joel, When he's saying, no, no, this is what God has been about. This is what God is doing. This is what God is revealing. It's great because people have accused them of being drunk. And he's like, it's early in the morning. We're not drunk. Something special is going on here. Chapter, verse 21 says this. And it shall come to pass that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be. You see, the day of Pentecost and all that it is, whether it just be an initiation, whether it be a continuation, whether it be a completion, it is an invitation for us to know the mighty God, to recognize his glory. And Peter, in his sermon, in this introduction, gives away the sermon for us. That all who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. That it's at this moment that we are called forth to say, do we believe in this? And if we believe, are we crying out to the Lord God? Because it is only there that we will be saved. Now the folks that were coming in this place at this time, they were coming because it was a feast that celebrated two things. One thing that it celebrated was the harvest. They were bringing forth their their first fruits to give to God. Their their actions of saying, thank you for for walking with us. Thank you for providing for us. And then the second thing was actually the law. The celebration of the giving of the law to Moses. 
It was them receiving God's blessing and recognizing it in both those actions. And so for us today, the same is true. That we come on this day, the day of Pentecost, to receive. To take hold of what Jesus has offered to us in the cross and his resurrection. That we receive upon him salvation when we call on his name. And it is in that then we become God's people. His place. And we join with all those who from the foundation of the world have been his people. And we walk in the history that we will see throughout the book of Acts. And so if you are here, hear God calling you. Hear him saying, I want to invite you to the new thing I'm doing that I've always been doing that will make you complete. Because it's only in Christ that that happens. Let me pray. Father, let the things that are from you be heard and take root in our hearts. If they are not from you, let them burn up and go away. It's in Jesus' name we pray this. Amen.